This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and we're going to stick in the Eastern Conference for today's episode. The West playoffs are heating up back and forth every single day, and we will talk about it eventually. But today is devoted to the Eastern Conference because some storylines over the weekend, it was it was mainly East-dominated. We'll talk about Austin Matthews' historic run. That's where we're going to start. But a little bit later, we're going to talk about Evgeny Malkin getting suspended for four games for what he did on Sunday against the Nashville Predators. And we're also going to talk a little bit about the Washington Capitals a couple miles down the road from where I currently am. We'll get them their flowers at the start of the second segment. But I wanted to start here because it was the biggest news that happened over the weekend. It is the best goal-scoring season that we have seen in a very, very long time. What Austin Matthews has been able to do in Toronto is nothing short of extraordinary. I don't think enough people were talking about this as it was happening, but this is a run right now that many people are going to be talking about for many years to come. We always knew that Austin Matthews was going to be an elite goal scorer in the National Hockey League. And we always talk about, you know, passing of the torch. Crosby did it for for Connor McDavid when it came to best player in the game in most people's eyes. I think we're starting to see the passing of the torch from Alex Ovechkin to Austin Matthews for the greatest goal scorer in the game of hockey today. Greatest goal scorer of all time, that's Alex Ovechkin. We'll talk about him in the second segment. But right now, I got to give it to Austin Matthews. I mean, the guy is the reigning, defending, Rocket Richard trophy winning player. And now he's going to probably do it again this season. He's going to make it back-to-back, and it's all on the strength of this phenomenal run that he has had since he basically first started playing, coming back from wrist injury early on in the season. And what everybody's talking about is the fact that Austin Matthews, AM34, has 51 goals in 50 games. Or at least he had a stretch of 51 goals in 50 games played. He is the first player to do that since Mario Lemieux back in 1996. So over 24 years ago. And that is what Austin Matthews is currently doing. Absolutely phenomenal. Like I said, looking to become the third player to have a 60-goal season in the salary cap era. I mean, right now he's at, what, 58? So it's pretty obvious that he's going to score two more goals in his last 10 games played, and he's going to become the third player in the salary cap era to hit that 60-goal mark. He might even get to 65. Honestly, I wouldn't put it past him scoring 12 goals in 10 games and getting to 70, which would be absolutely phenomenal. But the other two players to have 60 goals in the salary cap era, last one to do it was Steven Stamkos back in 2011-2012, and he just hit that mark with 60 total goals in that season. That was the first real big season where Steven Stamkos put his name on the map as one of the superstars in this league. Crazy to think 
It took him another nine years to get a Stanley Cup, but now he has two. He's looking for a third this offseason, or this postseason, I should say. But Steven Stamkos is one. The other one, of course, the greatest goal scorer of all time, Alex Ovechkin, accomplished that feat with 65 goals back in the 2007-2008 NHL season, which, I mean, his third year in the league, he had 60 goals. Ridiculous. Something Austin Matthews wasn't able to do. He's going to be able to do that this season, but if you look at what Matthews has been able to do as a whole this year, not only is he scoring goals at a crazy rate, at a historic pace, but he's going to be the MVP of the league. If you go to show sponsor DraftKings, use promo code THPN whenever you sign up, of course, but one of the things that you can get is Austin Matthews minus 330 to win the Hart Trophy this season. That's where the line currently stands. He is the odds-on favorite, and there's a little bit of a, of a gap between him and second place. The thing about this is, you're not getting great odds, because that's what everybody expects. Not to mention the fact that it is Toronto, and there is Toronto bias. I'm not going to say there isn't, but he's earned this. Like, if he wins this, it's not Canadian bias. It's not Toronto bias. He's doing something that hasn't been done since Mario Lemieux, one of the top two, three greatest players of all time. Austin Matthews is being mentioned in the same breath because of what he has done performance-wise this season. He's come off of a wrist surgery, started slow, but since then, like we mentioned, 51 goals in 50 games. The first player to do that since Lemieux. He is the MVP of the league for so many reasons. That is chief among them. Secondly, the biggest reason to me, when I look at him and I say, yeah, probably going to be my Hart Trophy pick if I had a selection, which unfortunately I do not. But another reason, look at what he's doing for his team. The Toronto Maple Leafs, once again, are back in the playoffs. Austin Matthews, unless you want to count the play-in scenario in the 2020 bubble, which I usually don't when it comes to teams not making the playoffs, even though the Leafs did not win there, I say they made the playoffs because they would have made the playoffs in a regular season anyway. If the NHL would have played out that last month, if COVID wouldn't have hit, they would have been a playoff team. They've made the playoffs every single year Matthews has been there, and this year is no different. Not only that, look at the Calder Trophy voting right now, or at least the odds at DraftKings. The odds on favorite is Moritz Sider, as it should be. Trevor Zegras, right there at plus 450. Number two, that's pretty good as well. The next name on the list is Michael Bunting. I've said this multiple times, especially in the last month and a half. Stop saying Michael Bunting deserves to win the Calder. He does not. He plays with the best player in the NHL this season. Austin Matthews, a lot has been said about his goals. He has 58 of them. He also has 99 total points. Not a lot considering, you know, when you look at it, what is that? 30, 40 assists? That's not amazing, blown-you-away numbers, but think about the fact that he also has 58 goals. He is the grip-and-rip-it guy, but he's also elevating a guy like Michael Bunting, which is ridiculous because Michael Bunting shouldn't be in the Calder Trophy voting. He has been a really good player for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've gone into this ad nauseum in the history, but again... Look at where Bunting is. He would not be anywhere near that without Austin Matthews. Another check mark in the column for my MVP, Austin Matthews. Also, the question then is, can this be the year in the postseason? We're talking about great things as he's done in the regular season. He's always been great in the regular season. But the Toronto Maple Leafs made the playoffs every year that he's been there. Can they win a round in the NHL postseason, in the Stanley Cup playoffs? That question remains to be seen. We'll get back to that 
in just about a minute. But one last thing that I wanted to mention. We talk about 50 goals in 50 games. There were some people, some discourse online that I saw, oh, it wasn't his first 50. Who cares? 50 goals in 50 games is ridiculous. Tack on the extra one that he has as well, 51 goals in 50 games. It is ridiculous, especially in the modern era. Scoring is higher, I get that, but the goaltenders are much, much better. I mean, scoring is higher than the dead puck era, not quite as much as the 80s, early 90s, but nonetheless, what he is doing is remarkable because the goaltenders now are better than they have ever been before. Just as a league entirely. And the fact is, he is just ripping through them with ease at this point. So let's look at this full list. There's a lot of names here, and we'll run down through them separately. But here is the list. I wanted to go back into history and talk about some of the names that Austin Matthews is joining in that club of 50 and 50. The full list, let's go from the start of the season and the team's first 50 games. So the first 50 games of the team season, this, these players scored 50 goals in that mark. 1944-45, Maurice Rocket Richard. There's a reason the trophy is named after him. He did that back in 45. Mike Bossy did it back in 1981. Wayne Gretzky did it three times in 82, 84, and 85. Mario Lemieux did it in 1989. Brett Hall then did it twice in 1990, 91, and 1991-92. So that's a very short list there. Gretzky three times, Hull twice, Lemieux once, Bossy once, and Maurice Rocket Richard once. Those are the guys that did it in their first 50. Understandably, Matthews was not able to do it in the team's first 50. He missed the first game or two of the NHL regular season. An unofficial 50 and 50 is from the start of the season in the players' first 50 games. So again, not in that because he didn't have it in his first 50 games, but these are the names that performed in that way. Yari Curry in 1985 had 51 in his first 50 games played. Alexander McGillney in 92-93 had 56 in his first 50 games played. Mario Lemieux had 53 and 50 in 1992-93. Cam Neely the following season, 93-94, had 50 in 49 games played. And then Mario Lemieux able to do 50 and 50 again in 1995-96. So again, those are the players that scored 50 goals in their own first 50 games. Not necessarily the teams. And then there's the list that Austin Matthews joined by scoring 51 and 50. Not his first 50 games, not the team's first 50 games. But in a span of 50 games in the regular season, he scored 51 goals. Which he joins then Phil Esposito, Charlie Simmer, Yari Curry... Mario Lemieux, Bernie Nichols, Brett Hall, and Timu Solani. That is a great short list to be a part of. That is a fantastic short list to be a part of. And Austin Matthews has deservedly earned his right to be there. And I would not be surprised. I know it's very difficult. We're talking about how hard it is. I would not be surprised if before the end of his career, he tacks his name onto this list one more time. That's how good of a goal scorer he is. Understandable. It's a very difficult thing to do. One name I didn't mention there is Alex Ovechkin. This is something he has never done in 16, 17 NHL seasons. And Alex Ovechkin undoubtedly is the greatest goal scorer in the history of the National Hockey League. So Austin Matthews, obviously still very young, starting to get right into the early portion of the prime of his career. And he's already pulling off things that Alex Ovechkin has never done before. Will he be able to get that same stability, that same ability to just stay available, do this, score these goals? Because let's let's not forget the fact that Alex Ovechkin right now has 45 goals. He is still on pace to do 50 goals this year. 
But Matthews, he has the high-end ability. If he could find that stability, maybe by the end of his career, Alex Ovechkin has somebody right up next to him challenging him for that greatest goal scorer of all time. Not there yet. Clearly, it's Ovi now, but we'll have to wait and see. Let's talk really quickly about their postseason odds. Because right now, if I'm looking at DraftKings, let me pull it up right here. The Maple Leafs are plus 900 to win the Stanley Cup. That is tied for the fourth best odds with the Calgary Flames, their Canadian counterparts. I wish I could find just, it, it will be available by the time the playoff matchups are set, but I wish I could get at this moment a Maple Leafs to make it to the second round bet from, from DraftKings. We'll get on the horn. We'll try to get that on there because I think this has to be the year, does it not? I mean, Austin Matthews is doing what he's doing. Mitch Marner, eventually you'd have to think he breaks through. You hope for health from everybody because realistically, they would have beaten the Montreal Canadiens last postseason if it wasn't for the injury to John Tavares. They would have won that series. I believe Jake Muzzin was also injured. And also, they got such bad goaltending from Freddie Anderson and Jack Campbell last year. I don't remember who played most games. But this year, you have to think that they're going to get a little, at least a little bit better goaltending. You're hoping they can stay healthy. And then let's look at the matchup. Let me pull it up right here at DraftKings. At the current standings right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs would match up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's not an easy matchup by any stretch of the word. They would have home ice advantage, which helps. And surprisingly, their best bet is to have the Boston Bruins climb up into that three seed because I don't know if they'd be able to take out the Tampa Bay Lightning. I would not bet on them against the Tampa Bay Lightning. But you know what? Even though they've been one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League in the second half of the season, I would take the Maple Leafs over the Bruins. I think they would be able to exercise some demons there. I really do. I think if not now, then when is part of my logic here. So as of right now, they're taking on the Lightning. I would not bet on the Maple Leafs. But if they do end up, and listen, the Boston Bruins have 95 points in 72 games played. The Tampa Bay Lightning have 70 or 96 and 72. So just a point behind there. No games in hand in that situation. If Boston can somehow pass Tampa Bay, send the Lightning down into a wild card spot, which would be awful for the sport. Let me get that, start this first. We already talked about that. Would show us why this playoff system is, is faulty. But if that is the case, I would take the Maple Leafs over the Boston Bruins. And all because... Austin Matthews is having a historic season and I don't see it slowing down simply because of the playoffs. At some point, you'd have to think they mature past that not performing in the postseason. It, it's a meme. I understand it. I understand they do not have the track record after what? Six playoff appearances, zero series wins. They barely have any series wins in my lifetime. Let's be completely honest there. But nonetheless, I am backing Toronto if they have to take on the Boston Bruins. And I do love everything that Austin Matthews has done. I'm backing him to win the Hart Trophy. Right now, he's the odds-on favorite. And he's starting to kind of expand his space between him and Connor McDavid, which is the second seed. Johnny Gaudreau off the board currently at DraftKings, which is weird. I would think he's in the top five as well. A good year for the Canadian hockey teams. American-born players and Canadian hockey teams, Johnny Gaudreau and Austin Matthews, killing it for the NHL this season. I'm going to take a quick break, but when I return, it's time to give the Washington Capitals their flowers. I dunked on them a little bit since I've been back, but you got to give them their flowers. They're having a hot streak right now, and they're getting themselves in position 
to move up in the standings, which is something I was not expecting. We'll be right back here on the Hockey Hotbed. Hockey fans, feel the action on the ice like never before with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Right now, new customers can bet just $1 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still hit the ice for cold, hard cash. New customers can make their first deposit and play free for thousands with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. Draft your lineup of eight skaters and goalie and rack up points for goals, assists, saves, and more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team to win, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network as well as DraftKings. Make sure you use promo code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook app for great odds and even better opportunities. I said we're going to give the Washington Capitals their flowers, and I'm going to do that. You know, you have to when you look at what they've been able to do, especially over the weekend. Back-to-back games are hard enough for any team. Back-to-back games when you're playing two playoff caliber teams in April that's even more difficult so you have to give credit where credit is due and credit is certainly due to the team in the nation's capital at least the United States nation's capital we'll leave Ottawa out of this but the Washington Capitals are heating up at the perfect time too there's a couple weeks left in the regular season the Capitals have been in the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference for as long as I can remember. Honestly, since they basically self-destructed back in January. They had such an awful month, it looked like the Capitals were dead. It looked like they might squeak into the playoffs because there was such a gap between them and the surging New York Islanders and the surging Columbus Blue Jackets and the fading Detroit Red Wings. You said, okay, of those teams, I still trust the Caps to, to make that eight spot and then bow out in the first round. Au contraire, apparently... As the Washington Capitals have kind of gone on a hot streak here. They're all of a sudden close to catching the Pittsburgh Penguins for the three seed in the Metropolitan Division, avoiding one of the two deathly top seeds in the Eastern Conference, that being the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes. If they can do that, obviously it significantly helps their chances of going on a run. You don't want to run into those two teams in the first round. Even if you get past them, you're not going to have much gas left to go three more rounds in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So the Capitals right now are looking to advance and raise up. What they have at their disposal because of their performance this weekend is two games in hand and only a four-point deficit on the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
Let's get into what they've been able to do on the ice recently. Not only have they won three straight games, which is great. You want to put together winning streaks as much as you can, get hot late in the season. This is a nice little streak for the Capitals. We'll see if they can continue that. I know they played a night, I believe it is against the Philadelphia Flyers. So a chance to make four straight wins tonight. I'll double check that in a little bit. 9-4 and four in their last 13 games. 9-4 and 0 oh also. They don't lose in overtime as of late. Really good stretch here for the Washington Capitals. And it's important because that has brought them back onto the par with the rest of the playoff teams in the East. Because the East is going to be a gauntlet. Similar to the Eastern Conference in the NBA. The NBA playoffs start tonight. I should say the play-in start tonight. The East in the NBA mirrors the East in the NHL. It is going to be a gauntlet. You cannot predict who's coming out of it because there are so many favorites. And it's pretty strong from top to damn near the bottom of the entire section of standings. And that's true here. I used to say, you know what? The eight teams are picked. The Washington Capitals, the only one that really uh, I don't trust to do anything in the playoffs. I think everybody else, I would not be surprised. Well, the Capitals are shoving that up my hoop, and I got to give them credit for it. They've been great, like I said, 9-4, and four, and especially this past weekend with a really tough back-to-back where they had to go into Pittsburgh, play their biggest rivals on national television, then come home and play the Boston Bruins, one of the best teams in the second half of the season, also on national television. So not only are they getting confidence by winning these games, but they're showing out to the national TV audience, which is very important when you look at at least the odds board, even though the odds boards haven't really given them any respect because of that back-to-back. We'll get into that as well. But massive weekend starting in Pittsburgh, 6-3 to win on Saturday. Like I mentioned, that means they control their own destiny as of right now for the three seed in the Metropolitan Division. A three seed matchup would be against the New York Rangers. Obviously, that's way more favorable than currently where they would be playing, and that is against the Florida Panthers. So the Capitals controlling their destiny, that was a huge win, pivotal win for them. Also, it's really nice if you're a Capitals fan to be able to say, hey, the season series, we won three to one over the Penguins. You know, regular season season series don't mean anything except for bragging rights, and you know the Capitals fans are going to love having those bragging rights if they don't play in the postseason, for the next year. But then you look at the fact that, hey, four points back, two games in hand, they're playing really good hockey, they could become the three seed and play the New York Rangers. A much more favorable matchup. That's great for them. And then, of course, a 4-2 win on Sunday against the Boston Bruins on home ice. Impressive there. Winning by multiple goals against two teams in the playoffs. Back-to-back, over a weekend, on national television. Give them their props. They're doing really good. I do have some questions. As I do with almost every team. There's no team that I look at and I say, you know what, I don't have any questions. They're just great. You know? Colorado is probably the closest thing to it. And my biggest question is health. You know? How's Gabe Landeskog doing? They were missing a couple other players. Are they actually 100%? Or are they playing simply because they're hockey players and it's close? It's April. You know, hockey players in April, injured becomes a substandard that means something is vastly broken where you cannot walk, cannot breathe, or have no brain capacity. Those are actual, those are the only injuries that seem to be prevalent once mid-April hits. Those are the questions I have for the Colorado Avalanche. For the Capitals, however, I question Ilya Samsonov. I would imagine he is the starter come playoffs. I don't know the splits. I'm going to pull them up right here between him and Vitek Vanacek. But I would imagine Samsonov is the guy they end up going to. 
it's been a real even split for them. 38 starts for Samsonov and 37 for Vitek Vanacek. Vanacek is the better goaltender this season. A 9-12 save percentage versus an 8-99 for Samsonov. And the goals allowed average also for Samsonov is 2.95 versus 2.58. So Vanacek is a better option. And it answers my questions a little bit because I was looking at that simply as Samsonov's net. But man, neither of these guys have shown it in the playoffs. So whether or not they're having a good season, which I guess Vanacek is having a pretty pretty average uh, to above average season for starting goaltenders in this league. I just question, can they do it in the postseason? Can they do it against the New York Rangers? Can they do it potentially against the Florida Panthers? That's going to be a tough ask. But then when I look at this lineup, defensively, again, questions. Martin Ferrari and John Carlson. Carlson is an all-world defenseman. He's really good. I think he's still underrated. But Ferrari, not a guy that many people expected to be up there playing with JC. Orlov and Jensen, I love Dmitry Orlov's game in the playoffs. He always scores a big goal against the Penguins, playoffs or not. But in the playoffs, I really think his offense ratchets up a little bit more. And I like him and Jensen as a pairing. And then TVR, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, and Justin Schultz. Schultz is a proven winner, and he's on the third pairing. He can't hurt you too much there. He's also been a lot better since coming over from the Pittsburgh Penguins a couple years back. But the strength of this team is clearly in the offense. If you look at their forward lineup right now, even though they're missing Nick Backstrom, you have O.V. Kuzi and Connor Sherry. That's two bona fide stars and studs. And then you have Connor Sherry, who has two Stanley Cups, who has a Stanley Cup Finals overtime winner in Game 2 in 2017, or 2016, I should say. That's a great first line. Second line, Anthony Mantha, Lars Eller, Tom Wilson. Again, solid line. Third line, you have youngster Connor McMichael. A little bit of young blood there. Marcus Johansson coming back into the folds from the trade deadline. And TJ Yoshi. If you can use TJ Yoshi in a third line role, and imagine when Backstrom comes back and how much better this fills out as well. And then their, thir- their fourth line, which is a banger line, which is what you need in the postseason. They have Dowd, Hathaway, and Johan Larson. It's a really good forward lineup. It's a forward lineup that honestly, as long as they can find the goals, Ovi's going to score. You know that. Kuzi. You need him to score. You need Oshie in that bumper slot on the power play as well. And you need extra scoring from guys like Anthony Mantha, Marcus Johansson, and Connor McMichael. That's a, that's a simple fact. Everybody knows it. You need depth scoring to get through the Stanley Cup playoffs. If they can get that, they might be a very difficult team to take out. The big thing I'm looking at is they've been great. Alex Ovechkin has been great also. He has goals in three straight games, which helps that three-game winning streak, not to mention the fact that he has five in the last seven. But this team, when you look at it, they're still being disrespected. I disrespected them a lot the last couple of months, not going to lie. I did not think that they were going to come out of the hole that they dug themselves back in January. But when you look at them, they're being disrespected on DraftKings. I love DraftKings dearly, but they are disrespecting that team so severely. Looking at the Stanley Cup odds, the Washington Capitals are plus 3,000, 30 to 1 odds on the Washington Capitals, a team that has a Stanley Cup in recent memory, a team that has Alex Ovechkin, the NHL's greatest goal scorer of all time. We already talked about Matthews being the best one this season. And you have a lot of guys with playoff experience there, not to mention that, but a nice little installation of youth for one of the oldest teams in the National Hockey League is not going to hurt as well. I wouldn't, you know, I'd throw a little bit of money on them simply because of how hot they're playing right now. 
But I really do think, like, the Capitals are tied with the St. Louis Blues and Stanley Cup odds. I think that's a little disrespectful. They're behind the Edmonton Oilers. That's a little disrespectful. They're behind the freaking Vegas Golden Knights, who I understand they have real top-end talent and people like voting for that. But the Vegas Golden Knights, are they even in a playoff spot right now? I'd have to double-check because they're in a dogfight to get in. The odds are that they don't because of how difficult their standings currently are. Let me pull it up really quickly here. Wild card, Western Conference. No, they're not. It's looking a lot better than it used to, but right now they're not even a playoff spot and they have better odds than the Washington Capitals. And then even if we go simply to the Eastern Conference, odds to win the Eastern Conference, the Capitals are last in this current playoff picture, which understandably, you know what, that's where they stand. But the problem being, they're plus 1,400. The next nearest team are the Penguins and the Rangers at plus 800. Why is there such a discrepancy and such a gap between those two teams? I don't know. I think that there's a, a real angle there if you have full belief that the Washington Capitals will carry over this momentum into the Stanley Cup playoffs. So if you think that, DraftKings is your best place to go because right now DraftKings is heavily fading the Washington Capitals. I wouldn't put my money on it, but to be completely honest, I think those odds are very, very juicy and it's very enticing for me to potentially grab that. Last thing I want to talk about really quickly at the end of this show, Kenny Malkin of the Pittsburgh Penguins suspended four games for cross-checking Nashville Predators' Mark Borvievsky on Sunday. If you look at it, it's a little scrum behind the play. It was probably going to be two minutes each for roughing. And then Malkin gets up, slashes Borvievsky, which would have been a penalty, would not have been the suspension. And then for some reason, cross-checks him right across the mouth. The book is out on Evgeny Malkin. If you get him upset, if you get under his skin, he is going to do something stupid. But the only other danger is he'll either do something stupid or he'll go ape shit and score three goals. The Preds took that bet, and Mark Borbievsky took that bet on Sunday, and he got the ape shit. You know, it didn't work out in the end because the Preds couldn't get the win. They won- they lost in overtime to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But Evgeny Malkin is out for four games, four pretty pivotal games as well, as they start tonight against the New York Islanders up at UBS Arena. The Penguins can clinch a playoff spot with a regulation win either tonight or on Thursday against the Islanders as well. So Malkin is missing two games against the Islanders in a home-and-home. Then he's missing two games against the Boston Bruins in a home-and-home as well. So he's missing big games, not to mention the fact there's a four-day break between those Boston Bruins games. So Evgeny Malkin, you want to ramp up for the Stanley Cup playoffs, he's going to be out of action for the next 11 days. The next game he'll be eligible to return in is April 23rd at the Detroit Red Wings. It was a stupid play on his part deservingly of a suspension. And I do think the four games is pretty apropos. Some people saying, oh, it should have been a little bit more. I even saw somebody say it should be the rest of the season. You're crazy. You are 100% crazy. The Department of Player Safety would not ever do that. But I think he certainly deserved at least four. I could have seen them going up as high as six because even though he doesn't get suspended too often, we've seen Evgeny Malkin do stuff like this before. We've seen Evgeny Malkin be unhinged before. He nearly took off, I believe it was Trent Frederick's head, turning around and just whipping his stick, trying to chop him down like he's a redwood. Going towards the head too, not going towards the legs. He was going to chop off the top end. So, if the Penguins want to do anything, they need to get Malkin to play smarter. 
This is not an indictment on the fact that they don't have anybody to go stand up for their stars. Evgeny Malkin is going to do this whether he's playing on a line with Ricard Raquel or if he was playing on a line with Ryan Reeves. He's going to do this stuff anyway because that's Evgeny Malkin. He needs to be a little bit smarter if the Penguins want to go far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll get to the Western Conference on Friday. I promise that. But that's going to do it for this one. Have a great week, hockey fans.